Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, the Homeschool Life Coach at CapturingTheCharmLife.com. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by doubt, not sure you can do this homeschool thing. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by overwhelm, there's just too many things to do. Or if you're a homeschool mama that's not showing up in her homeschool the way she wants to show up in her homeschool, then this is the podcast for you. I've dedicated this third season of the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast to the new her homeschool mama, or the homeschool curious. So if you've been homeschooling for just a few years, a few months, or are considering homeschooling for the upcoming year, then this podcast season has been dedicated to you. And I say it has been dedicated to you because this is the final episode to season three dedicated to the new Ur homeschool mama. And in this final episode, I'm going to answer the question, should I homeschool my children? So welcome homeschool mama or soon to be homeschool mama. So on today's episode, I'm going to ask the question, should I homeschool my child? Of course, you know, I'm probably going to tell you that you should because you're listening to a homeschool podcast. Having said that, you want to explore the pros and cons or the advantages, the benefits and the disadvantages. So I'm going to give you straight talk to the question, should I homeschool my child? There are so many reasons that someone might be drawn to homeschooling. Your child is dealing with bullying issues at school. The school isn't addressing your child's needs. The school won't accommodate your family travel plans. The school won't accommodate your family values. Grades and traditional educational approaches don't make sense to you and don't seem to be working for your child. You don't like pandemic restrictions. You want more pandemic restrictions. You want to spend more time with your kids, especially when they're younger. The school environment is not amenable to your specific child. You feel like you could give your child a stronger academic education. You love the idea of your child creating their own self-directed education. You don't like how your child is being influenced. And probably a host of other reasons that I haven't even mentioned here. One of the most compelling questions that I've heard in considering whether you should homeschool your child is this. Do you like spending time with your kids? One would think that the answer would always be yes, but that really isn't always the case. And the only person who can answer that question honestly is you. Wanting to be with your kids will be highly necessary as you spend a good chunk of time with them. Just so you know, you don't spend all your time with your kids though. Turns out you don't spend nearly as much time doing academic stuff, even if you approach your homeschool very traditionally. And turns out you have other things to do, like household stuff, and errands, and groceries, and volunteer stuff, or a job if you have one. You're not actually spending all your time with your kiddos. And then you start driving them to hither and yon, and nurturing their interests, and then they're definitely not always with you. Because they're at playdates, or youth groups, or part-time jobs, or lessons, or practices, or the bajillion things that homeschool kids do. But when you are with them, and you're obviously signing up to be with them, do you want 
to be with them. The second thought that I've had is even if you answer yes to that question, another compelling question, how do you interact with the frustrations you have as a parent? Because girlfriend, if you don't know now, you're going to find out. And if you do know and you don't like the answer, you're going to feel that answer a whole lot more deeply than you do now. All that time you have with your kids means you'll be seeing yourself a whole lot more clearly. And sometimes you're not looking so pretty. No, two thoughts. From one homeschool mama to another, I am not trying to shame you. I want you to feel free and confident and satisfied in your homeschool and your life. And shame doesn't accomplish anything anyway. But it is a universal truth. All homeschool parents have to come to terms with their ugly sides. And from one homeschool mama to another, you can do something about that ugly side. You see, though it is very uncomfortable at times, dressing your stuff is also a lovely opportunity to grow, learn, and become who you were meant to be. So expect to deal with your stuff head on. You might be thinking, but I'm not a teacher. And maybe you have other ideas that you need to shed from the school mindset. But of course, you're not a teacher, although you might be because there are plenty of homeschool moms that are also conventional educated teachers. It seems to me that I've met a lot of those teachers through my podcast forays. So do you have to go to teacher college to homeschool? No, you don't need to try to be a school teacher. You're not teaching a schoolroom of anonymous children. You're engaging your kids and facilitating an education for each of your kids. But that is all. This is also why I don't like the word school in homeschool, because your home is not a school. Think of yourself as a facilitator or a learning consultant, not a teacher. A few tips when engaging your kids in a regular homeschool day. Here's six. Siblings, if you've got a few kids, siblings can help siblings. You can think outside the workbook and grades and testing. You don't actually need them not to learn. Think outside school subjects. Encourage independent study. You can strew things throughout your house. It's a borrowed concept from the unschooling world to strew, which really means to randomly place interesting resources around the house that your child may find, might look at, might get interested in. And you can learn to recognize learning opportunities and pursue them. And all of these tips that you can use in your regular homeschool day help you to teach your own. Teach your own. I taught a homeschool co-op class way in the earlier homeschool years of my family. There were about 28 to 14 year olds and we talked about Africa. So I asked my teacher turned homeschool mom friend at the time to teach me everything she knew about classroom management in five minutes. <laughs> she was a school teacher before her homeschool days. And I learned that turns out classroom management skills were not required because the kids were astute and engaged. The only chattering I heard was from my own daughters. And with one fell swoop of their names spoken in the presence of their peers, 
they were magically quietened. Ta-da! The second most common question I've been asked next to the S question, the socialization question, is, are you a certified teacher? Nope, I'm not. Originally, I was told that teachers know everything they need to know to teach kids. And I don't know everything there is to know about everything. P.S. I've heard firsthand from teachers that they don't know everything. In fact, I'll tell you that I learned basic arithmetic right alongside my oldest daughter, because some of it I did not grasp in school. Now that we've been homeschooling for a few years, okay, almost a couple decades, I've learned there are many things I did not learn in school. I just didn't realize I didn't learn them, and turns out I survived just fine without them. So my goal in that homeschool co-op class was to keep the kids' attention, discuss a topic in which they may or may not have had interest. One of the reasons for attending that class may have been that mom decreed it, of course. I was interested in my topic, of course, all things Africa, as we just traveled to rural Kenya. There may have been no interest in that class. I might have been boring the class silly, but they didn't tell me. I didn't even have enough time in the group to get to know these kids to see if they cared. But teaching my own is different and not so difficult. Even with my own kids, teaching my own takes some figuring and intentional observing. Naturally, I'm motivated. I care that they learn. I care that their interests grow. I care that their understanding expands. I care that their ability to communicate blossoms. So I'm as intent as a mama with a preschooler helping him sound out letters, or learning to potty train. It's what moms do with their preschoolers and kindergarten kids. We just don't maybe call it that, but we are teaching them. If I don't know something, I find a book, or Google it, or YouTube it. Knowledge can be found at the tip of a finger. In my Friday morning homeschool co-op class, I kept sharing my experiences and learning about Africa, I engaged those kids with questions. I incorporated a few stories with photos, videos, and lightened the topic with a few games. But at the end of that class, it'll be their mamas that know their kids. They'll discover more of their curiosities and will again most assuredly and capably teach their own. So it turns out we don't need to be certified teachers to homeschool our kids. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know that I offer New Homeschool Mamas a mentoring program where you can connect with me on a weekly basis or a monthly basis so you can be guided in your first homeschool year. If you're curious, you can connect with me at TeresaWiedrich at Outlook.com. T-E-R-E-S-A-W-I-E-D-R-I-C-K. I look forward to connecting with you. Now back to the episode. But you can ask me, what if I miss something? Okay, straight up, you will. You'll realize that you invested a whole lot of time in your firstborn's education. They'll begin conjugating Latin verbs in your homeschool or learning violin at five. And then later on, you'll learn that your youngest child, okay, maybe my youngest child, my fourth, hasn't had his letter sounds explained to him before he was six, even though he figured them out on his own. 
Okay, let's talk about these gaps, these infamous things called gaps in education. What even are they? The word gap suggests that there's something missing. Someone forgot something. Someone didn't catch all the details the first time, the second time, the quadrillion time. Something's missing. Straight up, I don't actually believe there's an education out there that doesn't have gaps. It's not a thing. There are no kids anywhere who make it through public school, private school, tutorship, any school whatsoever, even homeschool, Montessori, Waldorf, law school, or medical school that don't have gaps. We all have gaps. This is why none of us is capable of writing for every topic on Wikipedia. That's why none of us is consulted for everything. And that is why all of us consult the Google bar. We all have gaps. I share a story about how I came to understand that preventing educational gaps isn't my responsibility as a homeschool mama either. I share that on my website, capturingthecharmlife.com. So you might ask, should I homeschool my child? Because I don't know if I'm going to find the perfect curriculum. Well, you won't. Oh, you'll admire many of them, and if you can afford them all, you'll buy whatever you can buy. But you'll discover, as we veteran homeschool mamas discover, you might like the curriculum, but your kids don't. Or you spend a lot of money, and you don't like it. Or you like it at the beginning of the year, and you don't like it at the end of the year. You liked it for a time, and then discovered you didn't want to finish it. So here's three guidelines to choose homeschool curriculum. But first, where are you going to find that curriculum? That's also a common question from newer homeschoolers. Well, it's the same place everyone gets stuff. Bookstores, online, the library, friends. You can ask others about their favorite homeschool curriculum on Facebook pages. You'll get tons of opinions. And word of mouth is a powerful sales agent. What you like might not be what your friends like, or what your kids like, or what just one of your kids like. So lots of experimenting is involved. And even the most exciting curriculum gets boring by the middle of November or the beginning of February. And if you buy lots of curriculum, you'll feel like you have to use it. So if you can, don't buy it. Be encouraged, though. It doesn't matter because the perfect curriculum will not be found anyway. It doesn't exist. If there is no magical curriculum, though, how do you choose it? So if you're not locked into a prescribed program of learning by your country, state, or province, then I suggest these three principles for choosing curriculum. The first is to follow their interests. The easiest way to get someone engaged in writing or math or any subject is to follow their interests. So you have a kiddo interested in Minecrafting? There's writing prompts for that. There are math games for that. History books used in conjunction as building prompts. There's even an online school for that. Does your kiddo like mixing stuff? Well, watch out, kitchen. That chemistry experiment book or, you know, experiment sets and slime sets abound for such a purpose. 
we've purchased these on numerous occasions. My kids even had a slime store on Instagram for a long time. If I had to sell anything, it would be Osborne products because they sell themselves. Their format, their vocabulary, their illustrations are excellent entry resources for almost any subject area. And they're easy books to use. You can give them to your kids, you can get them from the library, give them to your kids and discover what sorts of interests they might have. If your kiddo has an interest, there is always a resource for it. Check the library first. Let your kids experiment with those resources first before you buy them. The second thing I would tell you is also to follow your interests. Who says that homeschooling needs to focus only on the interests of the child? It can be a family affair. If you're passionate about gardening and writing like I am, incorporate those interests. For years, I've included my kids in spring planting. They've actually grown not to love it. Yeah, I said not love it. When they were little, planting and harvesting oodles of carrots and digging in the dirt was a delight. Less so as they grew older. But they get to be with me in my element. They learn by osmosis all the things that I read or practiced. And now I have a quiet space. My husband's passions are football and baseball and all things Canadian and American politics, Broadway theater, presidential history. At bedtime and breakfast, in transit or at the campfire, our kids have had all manners of discussions or games about these topics. And in my husband's own words, he said, you need your own thing, then share your own thing with your kids and let your kids do things with you. So no matter the interest, yours or your partner's, you can spend a few minutes a day engaging your topics of interest. Because when they watch you passionately engage in your interests, they will see that learning continues throughout a lifetime. The third thought I have in choosing curriculum is that you need to trust that the way they like to learn is the right way to learn, which will greatly influence your choice of curriculum. And frankly, it'll make your life easier because if they're engaged, learning is a whole lot easier. I was primarily taught in a lecture, record, study, regurgitate approach, and probably most of us were. These modes of learning have their place. Being told something, writing something on paper, reviewing it, and being quizzed on it might have their place in learning, but it's not the only way. We've all been taught about learning preferences or learning styles, but you can check out the video from Tezia Marshik on a TEDx talk about learning styles and the importance of critical self-reflection on my website, which actually helps us understand that strict learning styles is actually a myth. I also have a TED talk by Barbara Oakley on that same post it helps to give insight in how our brains actually learn. The book Learning How to Learn by Barbara Oakley should definitely be on your homeschool mama reading list. And if you need a homeschool mama reading list, I have that too. You can check that out on this podcast post as well. Learning about learning helps me learn how my kids might be learning, but not necessarily. Learning about learning might be more important than time spent perusing curriculum choices. 
So how do all these ideas influence our curriculum choices? You'll know when you watch your kids, you ask your kids, you trust your instincts, and you continue to learn from them what is useful and what is not. So follow your child's interests, follow your interests, and learn how they learn. So you might be asking, okay, should I homeschool my child? Well, is it even legal? Yes. Many countries allow for homeschooling. I know that there's a few that don't. If you're in Canada or if you're in the United States, I have a list of all the provinces and states and and all the frequently accessed resource sites to help you understand how homeschooling works in your province or state. If you're not from Canada or the U.S., because I know that not everyone is, I would love to hear from you about how homeschooling happens in your country and what resource that you would recommend for your country. The seventh thought that I have when we ask ourselves, should I homeschool my child, is, but what about socialization? We had to talk about that because that is a common refrain. Well, I'd have to ask first, what is socialization anyway? I think teaching kindness to our kids, helping our children learn how to be kind is socialization. You know, if you're Muslim or Christian or Shambhala, Buddhist or Hindu, most of us, minus an occasional psychopath, aspire to teach our kids to be kind to one another. Arguably the most important lesson in socialization. Teaching kindness is learning to treat each other as we would have others treat us to be patient in a cafe lineup, to not cut lines. We teach our kids to understand their siblings' perspectives, even if they're frustrating them. We teach them how to speak, how to argue respectfully. We teach them to listen. We teach them not to interrupt. We teach them they should be listened to and that they have something to say, too. And I think that element of socialization is really useful and powerful in a homeschool where a parent genuinely listens to their child because we listen to them and then they learn they have a reason to be listened to common question about socialization what about socialization they're not really asking how do i help my child to learn kindness They're actually often asking, are there social opportunities for my children? Homeschool kids attend so many activities. I know my kids probably attended more than, at least it seemed to me, they may have attended more activities than most homeschooled kids I knew. They attended youth groups and religious observances, sports activities, art and music lessons, birthday parties, Christmas socials, summer camps, family barbecues, visits at the lake with friends, vacations and trips around the world. All social opportunities. Our homeschool kids get plenty of them. In fact, they might get more because they usually have more time in the day to attend them. And might I add that that schooled six hours a day? five days a week, nine months a year, of a class of 25 same-aged kids, there is no magic sauce in teaching kids socialization there. Learning to be productive citizens of their society, charitable, community-focused, 
We help tailor an education that enables our kids to be who they were meant to be and contribute meaningfully. I think that is the most important element of socialization. Of course, the most difficult aspect, I think, of socialization is actually teaching our children not by the words we use or the expectations we have, not by the consequences that we respond with when we're trying to teach them to do things differently, or deciding how to help them learn kindness, but rather recognizing that they're taught more by our attitudes, the attitudes caught by our lives, not by our words. And this is homeschool socialization. So what are the big old benefits of homeschooling? We have a whole lot of freedoms as homeschool families. Freedom to choose our schedule, choose our community, teach our kids our values, understand our kids and really listen to them, really connect with them, choose an individualized education for them, have a whole lot of fun with them, develop our interests and our kids' interests, maintain close connections with our kids, and get clear on what we want in our families and our lives. Freedom comes at a cost, though. This homeschool parenting experience is saturated both the really good stuff and the really challenging stuff. You know I don't have to tell you this if you are a homeschooler, a long-term homeschooler listening to this. Other than having to face our character flaws continuously and addressing them at lightning speeds, this homeschool lifestyle is loaded with freedom. Baked in, sandwiched on both sides, permeated with the osmolality of a water molecule dropped with gentian violet. I'll let that one soak in. Haha, <laughs> soak in. You get the point. Homeschooling is saturated with freedom. It encourages an individualized education. There doesn't need to be standard education when there is no standard child to teach. If our world was filled with individuals who fulfilled their internal unique purposes, our world wouldn't be such a high-wired, boastingly busy, unhappily exhausted, materialistically focused, letter-after-your-name-striving, treadmill-oriented culture. We'd all know each other more authentically. We wouldn't have to strive after meaning because we would intrinsically know we were born into it and meant to follow the thing inside of us that needed to be manifested in our practical world. Obviously, we'd all be happier. So my goal is to provide my particular child with his or her varying pensions and aptitudes to have a personalized education. And also homeschooling is fun. This might have been my biggest learning curve in homeschooling, actually learning how to have fun. It took me years to learn. On my website, I share 15 ways to incorporate fun into your homeschool. I have probably been motivated by these reasons. Kids get bored of routine. I get bored of routine. And all those fun Pinterest board activities are lonely. Oh, and because I've discovered that changing up the routine actually increases the kids' interest, their comprehension and retention. I've learned to make fun part of our weekly routine as we've dedicated Friday to fun day. A fun day Friday. Homeschooling also gives you an education. 
It's not just your kids that are gaining an education. You will learn a whole lot of things that you may have missed in your conventional education or because you had no interest in them until now. Here's a few things I've learned. The relevance of the Pythagorean theorem as I helped to build the goat barn with my son. How to do double-digit subtraction and why I was doing it. And yeah, really, double-digit subtraction. Also, adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing fractions. The grammatical parts of a sentence. Despite writing for years, I had no idea. What an article is. A or an. A piece of info I still don't think I need to know, actually. Phonetic rules and why learning them as a homeschool mama makes it easier to engage my child in learning to read without having to teach the phonetic rules. I've learned why Minecraft is educational. Why allowing my child to build a lap book on the Titanic is educational, too. I've learned why encouraging violin lessons at a young age is actually self-torture for the homeschool mama. I've learned that every child is different. They don't learn the same. They don't listen the same. They don't always want to listen. They don't have similar interests. Sometimes working together as a family works, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes seasons of unschooling works, and sometimes classical homeschooling or traditional homeschooling works too. I've learned that my kids will learn things that I'll never learn, and they'll be experts in our family. I've learned that reading a wide variety of genres makes a widely thinking person. I've learned that Mama has the freedom to learn with her kids in homeschooling. Turns out we homeschool mamas get an education homeschooling too. Homeschooling gives your kids an individualized education, setting them up for living a life on purpose. I get to look at my child and ask, how is my child learning? What do I want them to learn? Do I want them to become an independent thinker? To have time to be curious and discover things or learn things without me having to tell them what something means or how to put something together? Do I want them to learn how to coexist in the world harmoniously? To find things they enjoy doing that bring them purpose and bring their community's value? Not one box out there will fit my homeschool family or even fit one of my kids, just as it won't fit yours either. And that's why I know that there is no box out there that will fit yours either. Our homeschool goal is not to find a comfy box, but rather to create an education and atmosphere conducive to growth and expansion for our specific kids. And if we do that, and when we do that, we're setting them up for living a life on purpose We're allowing them to grow into their own passions and interests and develop learning opportunities and explore the world and have a greater sense of themselves before they even leave our homes so that they won't just be interested in learning for the rest of their lives, but they'll have a sense of themselves and they'll have a sense of why they're here on this planet and what they need to do. And homeschooling will give you a lifetime of family memories. So let's help our homeschool kids spend their time wisely so they have meaningful childhood memories and they learn to live their lives on purpose. Parenting is short-lived, 
That's a statement that doesn't always feel true. I remember when it didn't. Time moves quickly after having a few kids, not so in the first year after the first child's birth. My first daughter didn't want to sleep, but I was desperate for it, of course. She didn't want to be put down, but wasn't soothed by being carried all day either. It was a bracing introduction to parenting, a whole lot of work, but she was a beautiful baby. Despite not having a digital camera to capture all those memories, because there were no digital options before she was born, I took an incredible number of photos. Kodakifying each moment seemed realistic. I even scrapbooked every last photo from my first child. Everything about that first year was magical. But it also felt like one long night. Time can come to a snail's pace when we're not sleeping. Then magically, she's all grown up. Backpack slung on her back zooming out the door to drive to the airport where she's spending five months traveling around Mexico. In a blink of an eye, it went from, I'm super sleep deprived to, she's gone. How do we help our kids live their lives on purpose? Invest your kids' time. Don't just spend it. What do you want them to remember? What do you want them to learn? How do you want to encourage them to be who they are meant to be in this world? Their childhood doesn't have to be reflected in our culture's attachment to reading, learning, or being exposed to semi-useful information tidbits, then regurgitating those tidbits for standardized testing. We can teach our children to live on purpose, explore their interests, and find meaningful work now. And my last thought on how homeschooling brings so much goodness to your world is that it gives you so much time to create a family dynamic that you want. Having said that, I don't mean that you can control the outcome to your family. It won't take you long to discover that you're not the overseer of a strategic family or homeschool family chess game, even if you like chess or don't. You can seriously influence the atmosphere, though. You can show up on purpose for yourself and those you love, grow into showing up on purpose for yourself and those you love if it doesn't come naturally but your kids are independent operators arriving in the world and your family with personalities that you don't determine and you can't make to be something other than they are having said that you get to deeply influence the energy or the dynamic of your family what you value like what you actually value, not what you say you value, will be deeply imparted to your kids. They will too. If you value hard play, creative, spontaneous, present play, they'll know how to do that too. If you want to create a community of authentic, supportive connection, they'll feel surrounded by authentic, supportive, engaged communities. If you value harmony and make others feel understood, seen, and heard, you'll see them value those things and engage in that way too. We get to create a family dynamic that deeply infuses our child's world. It allows you to hone your values, share them with your family. I don't know about you, but the values I thought I had at the beginning of family life and what they are now after 25 years, they're not the same. I've grown, my husband has grown, obviously my kids have grown. What homeschooling allows is a whole lot of space and time to experiment with a variety of values 
and ways of being. It encourages you to build boundaries in relationships. It allows you to focus in on who you are and what you're all about. As you build those boundaries and clarify your values, it helps you become stronger in learning who you are and what you're all about. Yay, an unexpected benefit to this homeschool lifestyle. And guess what? You naturally encourage your kids to do the same. It allows you to get clear on what you want in life and what you don't, which helps you get clear on what you want, thereby encouraging you to show up on purpose in your homeschool and life and living your life on purpose. Say what? So homeschooling isn't just about creating a school in the four walls of your home? Nope. There are so many benefits to this homeschool lifestyle. So much freedom, so much opportunity to become more you, to help your kids become more them, to live your life on purpose, and encourage your kids to do that too. So how could you not homeschool your kids? And welcome to homeschooling. I am so glad you joined me today. If you have thoughts or questions about the episode, about if you should homeschool, I'd love to hear from you. I offer Homeschool Mamas a chance to connect with me. I waive the session fee, the first session fee, and we can chat about whether homeschooling is right for you. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and your homeschool family.